and welcome to episode 107 of the Massive Attack Podcast. I am your host, Mitch, and with me, as always, is Joe. Joe, how are you? I'm very good, Mitch. And when you Excellent. say with me... Well, we, no, are, we are doing the right thing with social distancing by about 350 kilometres. Is that right? How um, far is... I'm not sure, actually. It probably is something like that. So not that we are recording on Skype because of social distancing, but it just worked out handy because now every podcast is recording like this, so we may as well be one of them too. Yes, yeah, so so this is the sound quality du jour. I'm working my end to see if I can improve it, but you're I'm working my end all the time, actually. Well, what else am I going to do when I'm self-isolating? But anyway, um, yes, yeah, so th- this may be the norm going forward for the sound recordings, but it may get better. I, I have some tech coming my way to hopefully improve on things, but yeah. Um, it's it's good. So it's been a while. So what is it? What are we up to? One oh seven. Oh, you mean what's uh, month? What's what what day is it? <laughs> well, it's the start of April, just before April. Easter, That's and right. the last. The last time we actually recorded was a Christmas episode. We were kind of hoping that we were going to do a Great Expectations in January, but that kind of didn't happen. And then mm. I stupidly moved into state, and now here I am trapped in a new house. But it's the world we live in, and we're making the most of it. Well, I mean, I'm glad we didn't do Great Expectations. Well, because nearly every movie that we were probably waiting to see has been bumped back or you know postponed. Yeah. I'm predicting, though, that there is going to be a massive spate of online co-op games getting released because people will want to be able to, you know, somehow socialise with their friends. But anyway. They already exist, you know, PUBGs. I'm showing my age. I think that's probably that was probably a thing four years ago. It's all Fortnite's and shit. But, yeah, those games exist and Call of Duties. Well, well, you're talking games. Let's let's talk games. Have you been playing any? Because it is a crazy time. You're working? I am working, working, yes. I am, yep, I am so still, we, we are essential. Yes. Well, I've kind of teased the fact that I work for the government previously on other recordings. So I am considered an essential worker. So I'm still getting to leave the house every day to go to the office. And it is giving me that little bit of normalcy, I guess. My wife is working from home and my kids are started homeschooling about a week and a half ago. So it is a little bit different. And the fact that we can't, you know, go out in the evenings, go to the pub for a meal or even get takeaway sometimes, it means that we are spending a lot more time gaming, watching TV, that sort of stuff. So as far as gaming goes, in my new house, I've actually got my original Xbox set up under the telly now because I've got a space where I didn't have before. So we actually cranked out the original Gauntlet Dark Legacy a little while ago, and we've been playing a little bit more of that, teaching the kids how to play Gauntlet, which was kind of cool. But as far as new gaming, most of the stuff I've been playing is through Game Pass on Xbox, Xbox One. I guess the thing I've been playing the most is probably Untitled Goose Game, which is just a little indie title that was made in Victoria, actually. And you play a goose and you have like puzzles that you have to solve. So you wander around in this sort of open world almost, and it gives you a checklist saying, you know, steal a bucket or do this. And you have to work out how you can make your goose go do these things. And I'm probably making a bit of a hash of explaining it, but it is actually really addictive and it kind of makes you think, which is good. And I've been playing it with my youngest and he's getting a lot out of it as well. Only there's a button that makes the goose honk and you're only meant to do that when you need to draw attention to yourself. But he pretty much plays it with his finger constantly on the honk button and it does get a little bit annoying. Other than that, I haven't 
really done much. I'd like to say I've used this time productively to finish Borderlands 3, but I haven't touched it since I've been in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. I think the only other new game that I've downloaded through the Xbox Game Pass, I downloaded Bleeding Edge, and I played about five minutes of that just to see what that was all about. That's an on-gamey online multiplayer, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of a online brawler sort of fighting game i think but Mm. i haven't really played enough of it yet to really get to know it and i've been playing like mobile gaming i've been hooked on a little mobile game called 80s wrestling mania which is like a a wrestling booker simulator where you get to hire wrestlers and run shows and stuff so i've been playing a bit of that but and i'm still pokemoning so every time i do get to go out for a walk which is almost every day because i have a dog now so i've been taking the dog for a walk and where i go for my walks there is a couple of pokey stops so every time i take the dog out i have a bit of a poke as well so yeah that's my gaming what about you I have not touched Borderlands either. Um, I, I don't I can't remember if I spoke before we finished up, but I got a game control because it was a few people's game of the year and it sounded quite interesting. And I played a few hours of that, but because I love games like Far Cry where you can listen to a podcast and explore. Like yeah. you sort of stop the podcast every now and then if there's a bit of dialogue, but it, pretty much in between you can sort of just play. And control sort of I had to pay attention. So I didn't really know what was going on. Then something happened, and I didn't get away. I was away from it for about three weeks. And when I got back, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I forget. <laughs> and it just didn't grab me enough. I'm sure if I got into it more, the story would be fascinating because it's meant to be really good. But it was just like, yeah. And then the wife and I watched The Witcher. So okay. I was looking at yep. that. And I thought, oh, it was interesting enough, but I was kind of more intrigued by the lore of it all going, oh, I wonder what the story's like. The game's meant to be brilliant, so I should check it out. And then I was looking at how much the game will cost, and it was like something like $50 or whatever. And then I looked into it, and you talked last year about getting your free game pass for as long as you're for $1, or $1 oh, okay. game pass for as long as yep. your 12-month membership. So I was like, oh, okay. So I looked that up online, and I found out that, yeah, that's still a thing. Did you use that? Yeah. Is that how you did it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, was like, I looked it up online, and I found that there's a perk, and you can do it. As long as your gold membership length, you'll get it for that long. So I was like, oh. And I just got gold, so I was like, oh, that's 12 months. And then I read somewhere, it's like, yeah, you can do it up to 28 months or something like that. So I was like, oh. Well, well, I get another gold, so I did. So I got two years worth of gold essentially, and did it for so for a dollar, I got Game Pass, which is like Netflix for games. You know, whatever they've got on their service, you can play for as long as they've got it while you've got Game Pass. So, and Witcher Three was one of the games on there. So I was like, well, that's technically the game that I'm paying for Witcher. I can pay for it on this Game Pass and do it that way. So I have downloaded that. I have started it. It's okay. I haven't got that far in it because I'm not making the time to game as much, but I'm definitely more into that than I am into Control. But looking on how long to beat Control, something like 12 hours worth of game, where Witcher is 51 hours worth of game. Okay. But if it's anything like Borderlands when I was into it or Far Cry... I will get into it and want to play all those side missions and everything like that. So, so far, so good. But um, I've downloaded a bunch of other games that are on Game Pass because there's just so many there. And I was like, oh, there's something 
something my wife might like or there's something the kids might like or yeah. I'll just try it because it doesn't matter. It doesn't cost me anything. Exactly. And, and then you play it yeah, for a little while and if you don't like it, you, you can delete it. And that's the, the only problem. Th- you, you finish so many – oh, you don't – you start so many you games. You start so many. Exactly. Yeah. I, also, I think another problem is that they drop off after a couple of months. So I know – we downloaded, uh, I think it was Lego City Stories, and my son and I had been playing a bit of that. And then we hadn't played it for a little while, and then when we went back to try and finish it, it was like, you don't own this game. And I was like, oh, it's come off Game Pass. But it, a lot of them are on for a little while. So if you are seriously playing them, you can yeah, you can knock out a game. Like I finished the Tomb Raider game that was on there, and I played a big chunk of... Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but uh, one of the Mortal Kombat's, I think it was Mortal Kombat 10 was on there, and I played like a big chunk of that, and I definitely got my money's worth. And they've got like brand new stuff on there, like Gears 5 came out day one on Game Pass, so that was great. And then there's, as I said, Bleeding Edge was on there, Uh, The Outer Worlds, which is like another first-person RPG shooter that was on there, but I haven't actually had a chance to, to play that. But, yeah, I, I think it's worth it. Like, I've got, as same as you, I've got the ultimate one, but there hasn't been anything so far on PC that's really grabbed me. But I'm sure one day there will be a PC game that's probably worth downloading as well. But, yeah. Well, it probably is. You just don't know what's there. There's so much. There's not as much on the PC as there is on, on the Xbox itself. I think there's probably about 100 titles, they say, on the Xbox, but there's probably only about 20 on the PC. Oh, okay. Well, that's so a bit different. Yeah. yeah yes. So one of the games I did download, because look, you look at the trailer for the game and you go, oh, that could be something that looks interesting. And there's one called Rime, R-I-M-E. And it's a um, quite a pretty game. It's about this kid running around an island and he sort of triggers things to make other things happen. It's not action-based, you know, you're not shooting or anything like that. But there's a little bit of action there, but it's a puzzle, essentially. But it, I talked about a game, Abzu, years ago about this underwater swimming sort of yeah. puzzler. And it looks like the same guys who did that. It's got this geometric sort of 3D look about it and everything. So I downloaded that and I thought, oh, I'm going to play this. And because we are home quite a bit, my wife and I sort of played and got into it and played for a bit. And it was like, cool. It was just rewarding and very tranquil because you're on this like Mediterranean looking island. It's, it's quite relaxing. It's like the holiday you're not allowed to have at the moment. So um, <laughs> Jackson, always, whenever I, I'll do it when the kids are home, sometimes I'll look through the games listening. He goes, oh, what's that game? What's that game? You're going to get it? What is it? And I don't know why, but he asked, oh, have you got Rhyme? Can we play Rhyme? So he saw us with the ads. So I was like, all right. So him and my wife ended up starting again and playing it. So he's really into that at the moment. So it's, it's, it's interesting and not bad. And because there's no one chasing him and attacking him, he's okay with it it's not it's not that hard but i did play a lot of games with him over the christmas break because he was home from school holidays so we played a lot of disney infinity yeah yeah probably that's about it but mobile but no nothing else it's just i've got all the time in the world but i'm just not Mm. i I played the game of scrolling through facebook twitter and instagram and they're starting again (laughs) i've got comics to read i'm not reading but i actually read some last night so i'm finally getting into this isolation business i'm not coping terribly well i'm a bit of an extrovert and for if it was summer i I did go out for a couple of runs because my gym is closed but now the weather's starting to turn, so even going out for a run is sort of like not that appealing. So it's, just, yep. it's getting very hard. Well, so, yeah, getting into the games in the last week and reading some comics. So I was like, oh, maybe I can get used to this. Well, now that Daylight Savings kicked in down here, like it's 6.30 and it is pitch black where I am now. So my after-dinner walk with the dog has turned out to be a before-dinner walk with the dog now. So as soon as I get home from work, it's like, yep, take the dog out, cook some dinner. And then, yeah, 6.30, pitch black. So, mm. yeah. 
But getting back to the comics thing, I read the other day that they stopped the distribution of the, the paper comics. So obviously you're reading digital at the moment. Uh, yeah, so all comics now, and never used to be, it's only in the last 20 years, a little bit less maybe, the diamond distribution was the sole distribution for all the comics. So Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, Image. So the previews magazine, which you could see at a comic shop, would have all the comics and toys and everything that you could purchase three months in advance. So that would be what you as a, you know, um, if you had a standing order at the comic shop, you could say, oh, I want this, 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 and this. It's also what the comic shop uses to purchase their, their stuff. Saying, all right, oh, that's a big story for Batman. Give me extra 50 copies of that. I want 20 of Superman, 60 X-Men, whatever, how they work it out. And it's Diamond who you get it shipped from. So Marvel, DC, everyone will ship it to Diamond and Diamond will distribute it around the world. And, yeah, they're stopping doing that now. And Diamond can be a bit of a pain in the ass because they do have that monopoly now. But, yeah, they've turned around and they're not distributing. So Marvel and DC can technically still publish but they're saying, oh, we're not getting the money coming in, so we can't pay something, so we're not distributing until everything's back up and running again or something, something to that effect. So I was like, oh, okay, so it's interesting. And I've heard a couple of podcasts discuss it, like the business of comics, how, how, how that will affect. Like this could hurt a lot of like small press and small publishers. Yeah, exactly. It could kill a lot of books. When they come back, it's like the money. I mean, because Marvel owned or Marvel's owned by Disney and um, DC is owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. Now, Warner Brothers couldn't give a shit about the comics, to be honest. No, exactly. They like the IP, but I mean, because they've got a young adult section of yep. comics. They come out sort of like not manga size, but they're smaller, square bound, go into libraries and things like that. So they're sort of that 10 to 12 year old sort of range. They've got DC characters in them, but they've put off to another publisher. They don't even care about those. So this sort of stuff might happen. They might just ship it off. They don't care. So it could really affect the industry. It was heading towards a direction anyway, and this may have just expedited that. It's interesting because people are going, well, what do you do when the comic shops are pissed off, obviously, but they can't be open anyway because they set all these non-essential shops. And then they – so it was probably better not to distribute anyway because the shops that are part a really big part of the industry because you can get comics sent to your house, you know, that sort of thing through certain places. So in America, there's something like three or four major comic shops where most of the comics go to, and they do a lot of mail order stuff. So it's discount comic book something or whatever. So they could probably still use the mail system to get it out to everybody. And a lot of shops started going towards a pickup from the curb. So you'd sort of order it, pay for it. Yep. pull up they'd run out and give it to you kind of thing but they stopped that a week and a half ago in america so it just sort of got to a point where it's like just stop it just mm. if you can't get them why ship them otherwise it's going to be too many exactly out there so it's interesting in that way like digital and so dc and marvel have stopped doing their digital comic releases so they don't they want them all to come out the same day and that's okay. to help the comic shops which is fine i end up going to the comic shop a week and a half ago because i had a standing order and it's like well they probably need the cash and yep. it's just sitting there unsold so i'll go pick up my order haven't been for a while and talking to sue there she's you know probably wouldn't hurt to just not have too many comics you know it's like maybe they there's a lot come out on a monthly basis like 50 60 comics like from marvel i think on a monthly basis it's too many pair it back 20 comics that are really good and sell a lot of them as opposed to that but i mean i'm sure they've done the you know they've done the math 
yeah, it's selling and how, but it's it's just a weird time for everything. Yeah. Like streaming yeah, services exactly. are doing very well. Gaming, like you said, people doing home office stuff. We bought a new printer the other day because we got to, you know, obviously <laughs> do a little bit of education with the sun. But yeah, it's it's just a crazy time. Yes. Well, speaking of streaming services, should we jump into television? Why not? All right. Well, I'm, I might go first because I've been watching just a lot and I do have a few new streaming services I can talk about. So previously I did have Foxtel, but since we've moved, we've decided that we weren't going to get Foxtel reconnected because it just wasn't worth it. So the money that we're saving on Foxtel, we've now signed up for Amazon Prime. And we also signed up for Disney Plus as well. So we've been watching a lot of stuff on that. We were thinking about getting KO so my son could watch the footy. But mm-hmm, no there, footy. <laughs> there is no footy now. So we had a, I think it was a 14-day free trial on KO. And then in that time, they pretty much shut down the A-League. They shut down the Rugby League. They shut down AFL. And we were like, well, there's nothing for us to really watch on KO. So we may as well not continue after the free trial. So, so we gave that up. But we are really enjoying Amazon Prime. At first, we were like, oh, there's not a lot to watch. But then when you actually, as you probably found out yourself, once you dig a little bit further, there is a lot on there. We haven't really dug into much old stuff, but we have been watching a little bit of their own made-for-Amazon stuff. So we we watched quite a bit of the new Star Trek Picard. Oh, yeah. And quite got into that. Really? Yeah. I'm one episode from the end, and I'm bored. So we're about, I think, five or six episodes in, and we're still hooked, but then we got sidetracked with a few other things. I just was like, come on, it took them four episodes to get to space. It's freaking Star Trek. But see, that's what I like about it, the fact that it's not Captain Picard being Captain Picard. It's like seeing the human side of of Jean-Luc Picard and wrestling with his demons and stuff. So I kind of like that. I saw him do that when he was Professor X and Logan. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm a big fan of Patrick Stewart anyway. So I think watching that, just him kind of being Patrick Stewart rather than being Jean-Luc. But yeah, I'm liking it. But anyway. I I don't know. And I don't like his new crew. I'd say I like the crew as well. Yeah? I don't know. I don't know what I want. But yeah, so I've got one to go. But I'm, I'm, I'm still watching it. I didn't give up on it, but it's just like, oh, come on, this is slow. Yes. The other thing that I'm really getting into on Amazon before we jump into some of the other stuff is the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So a lot of people had talked about this being saying that it was, you know, it was almost worth getting Amazon just for this. And I've probably got my $9 a month value out of it just by watching that as well. So it's the story of a young Jewish woman in the 50s, late 50s, early 60s in New York, and her husband leaves her and she decides to be a stand-up comedian. And just the way it's written. So I don't know if you ever watched Gilmore Girls back in the day. but it uh, is, I saw bits and pieces, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's written by the same people that wrote Gilmore Girls. So it has yeah. a real punchy dialogue. And Tony Shalhoub plays a dad, and he is probably the best character in it as well. So he's just like this neurotic Jewish dad, and she's like this young Jewish divorcee that's moonlighting as a um, stand-up comedian at night. And and there's just something about it. I I love it. It's just really well written. It's very punchy dialogue, and it's funny. So, yeah. So we've been watching a fair bit of that. My kids found Inspector Gadget on Amazon as well, so we've probably watched all of the first season of Inspector Gadget, so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And other than that, we have, start, as I said, started Disney Plus. So I'm probably six months behind the rest of the world, but I finally caught up and watched The Mandalorian as well. So I was really impressed with that. 
Yeah, I... Uh, everything's been talked about Mandalorian. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was fun. We don't need to talk about that. But I have to check it out. Apparently, there's a, oh, is it a Lucas film. It's one of the. It's on YouTube. They got their own channel. The it's like Lucas Film VFX or something to that effect, and it shows the making of. And it's like a ten or fifteen minute clip because do you know how it was filmed? They didn't film anything on outside. That was all on that. set. Wow. No, and what they have is a room. And it's a big LED projector, LCD projector, or screen behind yeah. them, essentially. So the desert is the desert. So the background is this projected desert. But if you move the camera, it moves with it. It's smart and it works in, and then they can just change the background and do all this sort of shit. And so I was like, oh, so I'm fascinated. I heard about it. It's like, and they said it's just, yeah, so so much easier to film. And that's why no leaks got out, I guess, because... There was no outside camera shots to take because it was all filmed indoors. But from what I can tell, it sounds amazing. I didn't notice. I thought it looked amazing. So, yeah, I will have to check that out. But, yeah, Mandalorian was a lot of fun and looking forward to season two. Mandalorian is the fact that it was not quite Star Wars. It, it was like it was evolved and, you know, different. But I did get a real vibe from kind of reminded me of Hercules and Xena, especially when he was hanging out with Gina Carano when she was that sort of ex-Rebel soldier sort of character i yeah. just kind of felt them bouncing off each other kind of like hercules and xena back in the old kevin sorbo lucy lawless series back in the the early 2000s mm-hmm. i don't know maybe that's just me maybe i'm just longing for hercules again but yeah yeah, yeah so that's disney plus Are you doing anything else with disney plus um we've watched a few movies on disney plus so far there's not a lot that I've really dug into as far as their other original programming. We did watch one of their films called Star Girl that was kind of cool about a girl that had been homeschooled up until high school and then like went to a new school and just the relationship she had with one of the kids there. That was, I guess, young adult. And my son being the fact that he has just started high school got a lot out of it. Cool. And I thought the music in it was really cool as well. So it was like a lot of 80s music, which is right up my alley. Yeah, we did watch Frozen two as well, but I didn't think that was quite as good as Frozen one. But no, yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, we've seen that. Mm. I saw that the pictures. It was like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, did nothing for me. No, I I thought it looked pretty, but it just the story didn't grab me quite as much as the first one did. Yeah. I am enjoying rewatching all the little Pixar short films that used to be on with. Like every oh, time yeah. you'd go and see a Pixar film at the cinema, they'd throw that little 10-minute short at the start. So they're all on Disney Plus as well, so I'm kind of liking that. And what else have I been watching? Oh, so Netflix being Netflix, I, I have now mainlined three seasons of Mad Men, so I'm only what, oh, wow. eight years behind the rest of the world with that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm up to season four of Mad Men now. So eight really years ahead of me. Yeah. Well, if you're watching Mrs. Maisel, you've got to watch Mad Men. I mean, you're I mean it's zone. funny because there's some nights that we'll sort of watch two or three episodes of Mad Men and then we'll go, oh, Mrs. Maisel tonight. And it's almost the same. You know, it's New York. It's sort of late 50s, early 60s. But just the difference of the way it's done. Obviously, Mad Men's quite a serious program that has funny moments, whereas Mrs. Maisel being a comedy. But both of them spot on as far as it looks like a. I think it must be all CG, but they look like they are in the 50s in New York sort of thing. But, yeah. Mm. Uh, I've We also watched another doco series on Netflix that was kind of cool called 100 Humans, which was like a science sort of program where they got 100 humans and they did a bunch of experiments on them to see how they would react to it. It was almost good enough to watch with the kids, but there was a couple of bits that were a little bit adult. One of the experiments they did, they were testing whether being a good dancer meant you had a higher sperm count. And the kids were sitting there going, what are they testing? And we're like, well, we'll tell you about it one day. 
So, but yeah, I, if you want a little bit of lighthearted fun, that's probably a good, I think it's eight episodes and they're all about half an hour each. So that was kind of fun too. Mm-hmm. I haven't succumbed to Tiger King yet. So, but that is there. That is there if I feel like it, but I haven't done it yet. But, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Is it? Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I, I just think about Joe Exotic all the time now. Well, see, it, I'd, I'd heard a little bit about Joe Exotic previous to this through, I don't know, even where I saw it, maybe on... Last podcast talked about it. Louis Theroux's yeah. done a doco, which is on ABC iView. Yeah. you want to watch it, there's a one episode, but then there's a seven-episode Tiger King, which everyone's talking about and memeing about. Last podcast on the left has been talking about him since about 2018. Yeah. John Oliver did a thing about him when he was that's, running for president. Yeah, So that's he's right been now, around so. in different guises or different ways. Like, he was on John Oliver because he was the crazy, tiger-owning, gun-toting, gay, mulleted, um, you know, presidential candidate. Yeah, and that was all he had going for him back then. And then I remember hearing what he was arrested for a few months ago, or one on last podcast on the left. And then yep. the show popped up when everyone's isolated. So as far as no one else had anything to do, and it's just one of those stories that just get bizarre, more and more bizarre, and the characters are just like crazy. Yeah, it, well, it's one of those things that I will get to, but it's not high on my priorities at the moment. I don't think. But you're right; it's everywhere. Like. One of the podcasts I listen to is a music podcast and Joe Exotic's got a country music album and one of the episodes they've just recently done is about how he wrote the music and why he wrote the music, that sort of stuff. And it, and it is creeping into everyday life, I guess. But mm. yeah. And anything that's a bit of a distraction from the crazy world that we've got at the moment is probably a good thing. Yes. Oh, this is a distraction. Yes. yes. Oh, well, I will add it to my queue. Uh, it's just fascinating, but it's weird too. It's so wrestling, if that makes it'll make sense to you. Okay. It's just the it's the shit side of the world. Like you know, <laughs> wrestling is a shit business, and the people who are into wrestling are shit. The people who like wrestling are shit. It's just that rednecky sort of element there. I mean, wrestling's great. Don't get me wrong. We love it, and there are smart people in it, but there is that element there. And that's what this is. And it's absolutely fascinating, but it's weird because I watched, I watched, it was one of the episodes, I think I finished watching it, and then I just turned it off and it goes back to normal telling on my TV. Beyond the Mac happened to be playing um, while I was watching it, and it just felt so right. It just went into each other beautifully. And it was very, um, it was so funny to watch because I follow Noelle Foley on Instagram and stuff like that, which is Mick Foley's daughter. Yep. And seeing her in this, and you realise how long ago Beyond the Mat came out. Yeah, exactly. It was so long ago. I was like, oh, my God. I've been nearly 20 years old now. I was like, Jesus. Yep. Okay. A lot's happened. Because I saw f- footage of Mick Foley yesterday. On He posted something on Twitter, and I was like, oh, you're an old man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, very much. The only one who's not really old is Kevin Nash. Yeah. Who's well, old, but he looks okay. Yeah. Like he, he posted a picture on Facebook, and he's he looks good. Like, he's still fit. He can't move, but he looks okay. A lot of people look look old. Yeah, so that so it was just funny going from those two, watching, going from Tiger King to Beyond the Mat. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But the funny thing I got out of, out of Beyond the Mat was Dennis Stamp. He's a funny yeah. guy in it. Yeah. Like, he's a guy, he's a, he was a wrestler back in the day, a local wrestler. You know, nothing major. He wrestled in his own territory, and that was it. But he was in the same town as Terry Funk, who's a legend, who's retired 47 times. And this was his first retirement match, maybe? Was it going to be a 
big event and all these big name stars were sort of coming to wrestle as his one big last chance and Terry Funk was going to wrestle Bret Hart to, and retire as, as, he, as he does. And don't know why, but the, the cameras, or the, the people found this Dennis Stamp, the other guy, the other wrestler from Amarillo, Texas or wherever it's from. And he's there, and he goes, "Oh, I offered to referee the match, but they didn't, and they never got back to me, so I'm not, uh, not going to go." So I don't know why, but there's an altercation with him and Terry Funk saying, "I want you to come." And he goes, "I'm not coming, man. I'm, I'm not, not booked. I'm not booked, Terry. I'm not I'm booked, not Terry." Booked. <laughs> and it, it, it's always been funny. It's like, "Oh, Terry," uh, and they did go to his house, and for some reason, he's jumping in his black undies with on a trampoline with little barbells. I don't know why he need to be in his undies, but it happens. Would you have preferred it if he didn't have his undies on? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so he did it. And it was just sort of this thing. But it was we always picked on dinner stand. We never talked about it. But now I'm older. <laughs> I'm kind of like, no, he's got a point. You're on Dennis's <laughs> side now. Yeah. I think I'm on Dennis's side. So, yeah, yeah, that was kind of interesting. But, yeah, watching that, and that meant Dark Side of the Ring. And that's the reason I think Vice Land was showing it, because Dark Side of the Ring started again, which is yeah. if you want to feel good about yourself, don't watch this show. Yeah, I haven't watched any of this season. I watched all of the last one. But yeah. um, I'm keen to, to watch a couple of these, especially the Chris Benoit one, just to see how much they go into, I guess. But I, I think Vice Land are, are streaming them all on the Vice Land SBS On Demand website, but they are yes. showing them weekly, like, on TV. I can't even remember what date. Is it Tuesday nights it's on? I think so. Yeah, but yeah, I am keen to... Monday or Tuesday, one of them. I can't lose track of what day it is anyway. Oh, that's so weird at the moment. Yep. It's interesting where I am here. I don't have a TV aerial, so I'm watching all of my TV through, like, Freeview through the internet on my... Oh, okay. So you don't watch live TV? No, but I didn't really watch a lot of live TV anyway. So most of the TV I was watching, we were recording stuff on Foxtel and then watching it. So now I'm just watching streaming services or on-demand stuff on 10Play and 7 Plus and that sort of stuff through the TV. So you're missing all the coronavirus news. Well, I am keeping up to date on the news. Yeah, but you're not watching all the terrestrial TV about it all. No. Well, it's weird because I, I was sort of fascinated because I listened to the ABC Coronacast. I listened to a couple of American politics podcasts and they've sort of become Corona podcasts as well. Yep. And I'm sort of following along and getting the gist of it. And I was with fascination watching what's going on, especially because every day the rules change. And it's yeah, not exactly. anyone's fault. It's just that there's new information coming out as to what to do. I mean, leading into the schools before they shut them down, it was like, oh, no, it's safe to go to school. That's fine. And it's like, is it? Is it just? And you're, the, you're watching New York numbers, Italy numbers go up. I'm like, why are we still at school? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, those sort of things. It was just so oh, I was very fascinated watching it all going forward. And there's a show on Channel 7. So they got the news. And then late at night, they had a show called The Latest. And it was just a, a late night news show. And because with all the corona, when it really started to, you know, sort of become very serious, yeah, that be that sort of showed after the news. So it sort of went six to seven news, and then seven to seven till eight or something. So I sort of was watching that as well because all this info was new and interesting and you know important, I guess. And then mm. you'd have the prime minister doing his his speech, so they dissect that or whatever. And obviously, it's a good ratings winner, and they've taken home and away off the air anyway. And replaced it. But you go there and you're watching it and you're getting all this new information. It's like, okay, that's that, that's that. And then all of a sudden there's this fluff piece about here's a positive story about kids doing rainbows. It's like, all right, you're running out of news now. 
it's not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, you've got to fill an hour with the bullshit. Come on, I just want facts. So, yeah, <laughs> probably going with the network television ch- channel is not the way to go for that. I should go to the ABC probably. or the SBS for it. But, um, you should. yeah, it, it, it's I'm sort of been trying to keep abreast of it because I am at work. And it's like, what's the right thing to do? I've got, you know, my mother is quite... You know, she's probably in a high-risk range, so doing the right thing by her, you know, and sort of want to be informed because there's so many idiots out there, yeah, as you exactly. see on the news every day. So I didn't go to the beach. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so that, that's, yeah. So there's a lot of COVID shit on TV at the moment, but it's just mm. telling you nothing. But I'm getting a lot of my COVID news by listening to the little Sizzletown David Panic updates that he puts on the Sizzletown Facebook page. I don't know if you've had a chance to see I any of those. I have not. Yes, well, they stopped doing, Tony Martin stopped doing the Sizzletown podcast at the end of last year. Which is a shame. While it's in its break, they've been doing these little five-minute clips every couple of days on Facebook where it's newsreader David Panic talks about the latest corona news. And in typical Sizzletown fashion, it is very funny. So, yeah, I, I can recommend checking that out. No, I didn't even know it existed. Oh, yes. Well, I call myself a Sizzletown fan. Yeah, well, jump on his Facebook page and, uh, yeah, catch up because it's worth it. All right, we'll do. Um, All right, well, that's probably television, I think. Have you yeah. been watching any movies? Uh, not really. We've been using the Disney Plus with the kids. We'll have our Saturday night movie night. We watched Mulan the other day. Still working through Star Wars with the kids. We watched the original trilogy. Now we're up to Revenge of the Sith, the, the sequel or the prequel trilogy. I honestly can't remember. Yeah. Like, I'll catch the odd movie on SBS or on TV and I'll just watch it. But I haven't really sought after watching anything. It's just it's just a weird time. It is, isn't it? And I, I've, I've watched a couple of things. As I said, Disney Plus has come in handy because, again, my kids have been sitting around going, oh, is there a movie we can watch? So we watched – Willow was on Disney Plus, so the kids watched that, and they thought that was pretty good. It's been probably a good couple of years since I watched Willow. I think the last time I watched it was when we watched it for the podcast when we were doing the fantasy movies and whether they still hold up. And well, Willow still holds up, I guess. But other than that, we watched John Carter last night with my youngest, and he quite enjoyed that. I, I hadn't seen that for a good couple of years, and I thought that was pretty good. The effects, it's a good movie, yeah. The effects didn't hold up that much, but – I still really enjoyed it. What else have I been watching? Um, oh, actually, with showing the Star Wars, something else I also, we because I'm a completist, they had to watch the Ewok movies. Which aren't on Disney+. Plus. No, I had to go other ways to get those. But yes, mm. I showed them that. And if you're going to show your children those movies, at the age of six is it. Yeah. They were fine with it. And, but yes, it was like, that's the way you're going to do it, if you're going to do it. Okay. Yes. It's been a long time since I've seen them, so I can't really remember. So mm. uh, They're not great. They're, no, don't hold up. Oh, they never did. No, I don't think they were good in the first place, exactly. No, correct. And that, that's probably why they don't have anything to do with Star Wars anymore, do they? Well, the first one, actually, it feels like a it's the Caravan of Courage. It, it's, a, it's a fantasy film. It's not a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Because you've got the kids there, and they find the Ewoks, and then they have to go on a quest, and you've got the... You've got the wise, wizardy thing that gives them all magical totems that they all need at some point during the quest. It, it feels like a Krull or any of those sort of movies. Yeah. Um, the second one actually was a lot more Star Warsy, and there was a lot more going on. It put a bit more special effects into it. Yeah, it was quite good. It was mm. The second one wasn't too bad. I never bothered when it first came out, but, yeah, it, it, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen, I can tell you that. Okay. Which one's got worse? Was, 
Got who? Wilfred Brimley's in one of them, isn't he? He's in the first one. Okay. First one? Yeah. With his diabetes. He has got the diabetes. <laughs> Something I have got that you didn't have last time we spoke. You've got, got the a new diabetes? cat? No. Oh, yes. I, I saw that on Facebook that you had a new cat. Mm. So what's its name? Max. Maxwell Paws is his full name. Okay. He goes by Max. Oh, that's cool. Yes. It's good to have animals. Like we, we were quite happy that we were able to bring our cats down here. And as I mentioned before, I, I'm now looking after my mother-in-law's dog. So we've got three cats and a dog in the house. And having a dog has given me an excuse to get out of the house more often. My work where I work now is nowhere near anything, whereas my old work was across the road from the shopping centre. So every lunchtime I would go for a little walk. Now I'm taking my lunch every day. So I, I'm not eating junk food, but I'm having to get my exercise in different places. So, yeah, I'm going hiking with the dog almost every night, which is kind of cool, too. Cool. Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, movies I haven't really been watching. I, I, as I said, it's it's nearly all TV that I'm streaming at the moment. But I'm sure I'll get to a point where I can't think of anything and I'll be watching movies again. But who knows? The kids are keen to see Jumanji, the new one, when it finally comes out on some sort of streaming service. But I'm not holding my breath that that's coming anytime soon. Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, that, that's me in a nutshell, really. No, this is me in a nutshell. Look at me. What am I doing in a nutshell? <laughs> well, there is a show on Netflix you should start watching. I haven't started, but it has dropped. Yeah. Called The Big Show. Oh, yes. I, I noticed an it, It's for a half-hour family sitcom starring wrestling legend The Big Show. <laughs> and it looked terrible in the ad. I'm sure I'm going to watch it all because I watched Full House, but... Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll definitely look that one up as well. I, I saw something for that when the kids were flicking through channels the other day, and like it came up, and I was like, "Is that Big Show? Big Show?" And they yes. were like, "Yes, I think it is." But mm-hmm. it I, just looks terrible. I haven't really been watching wrestling lately. Like it was WrestleMania weekend, and I haven't even looked at any results or tried to watch any of WrestleMania. I think the fact that it had no crowd kind of put me off, but they had to do it somehow. And instead of cancelling like they've cancelled every other live sport, they've just been recording them in a in the performance center with no no audience so. weird like I, i'm just not interested i've watched yeah. like i i'm i'm listening to podcasts at work again because i sort of came back in january and it was quiet and there was not many people back so i thought oh, i'm just going to put my headphones in and i haven't stopped and i think my productivity is higher my my quality of work's better so i'm not complaining no one said anything but i'm also getting through my podcast again so i actually find i'm running out but i've got back into listening to the wrestling podcast Okay. So I now listen to both Jim Cornette podcasts, the Jim Ross podcast, the Don Pritchard and the Tony Schiavone podcast, and we watch wrestling. So that's a lot of wrestling podcasts. Yet I have no interest whatsoever in watching any current product. No. And I don't want to go back and watch old stuff either, but I do love hearing the guys talk about the old stuff. Mm. Actually, I was listening to the Arn Anderson podcast too, but he stopped podcasting for some reason recently. Maybe because Tosh called him out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I used to love the fact that we hadn't watched Tosh.0 for months and or years and years, and we went back and watched an episode, and there was an Arn Anderson reference to the episode we watched again. So it was like we never went away. Nah. But, no, one of the downsides in the fact that I've changed offices means I'm on the phone more, so I don't get to listen to my podcast at work anymore. So I have a 10-minute commute, so I'm listening to – a very little part of a podcast. So that Corona cast is coming very handy because that's like a 10 minute podcast that I can start that when I leave the house and it's just wrapping up as I'm pulling into the car park at work. But my podcast listening now is 
when I go to bed at night. So I'm listening to the first 15, 20 minutes of a lot of podcasts and then I'm falling asleep. Okay. I, I must say I'm not happy with the fact that all the last podcast shows went to Spotify because even though I'm turning off the autoplay on Spotify, it doesn't stop. So I can listen to an episode and then it'll just keep playing episodes. But it goes back to like years ago when the first one dropped sort of thing. So you'll listen to like the latest episode of like page seven or whatever. And then the next one it plays afterwards is from like 2017. So That was weird because I that happened to me. I was listening to an episode and then it sort of went into another one. It's like, oh, OK, that's fine. I'll listen to this. It's like, I'm sure I've heard them talk about this guy before. Yeah. But it didn't sound familiar. Things did. But it was like, oh, this sounds all new. I don't understand. But it's like, yeah. And then I realized, no, they went back to the middle somewhere. I was like, I don't know what's happened. No, it was still so. entertaining, so it was fine. But yeah, jumping to Spotify, I thought would be a pain, but I just have to physically go look for it, so it's no big deal. And I've got a massive. <laughs> leave it at that. Um, no, um, I'm with Optus, so we actually get free Spotify data, so it doesn't worry me that I have to stream it. I don't have to download it or anything like that. And yeah, I'm streaming a lot more anyway now because I used to either download overnight, which is fine, my podcast for the next day. Or, you know, when I'm home, I'll download. Yeah. And then I'd have to wait till I got home to do the rest of them. But um, now it's just like, oh, what have I got there? Yeah, don't worry about downloading it. I'll just stream it. So I don't worry about the data. Because yeah. it's, it's weird. We have some really good podcasts. Their quality's pretty good and they're quite small file size. Then you get other podcasts where it's like, why are you so big? Like some of the quality, some of the files are just massive. And it's like, what's so different? I guess it's the compression. And- it, it has to be the compression. Yeah. Mm. See? If, if you did the editing, you'd understand that. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yep. <laughs> well, that's the well, the beauty. We I recorded over Skype. We did Geek Dudes on last Friday, which was the first one where we weren't in the same room uh, as well. So that was the same setup I'm doing now. Jonesy does all the work that end, but he had to deal with three of us doing it. The good thing about that is normally I have to drive out to Precious to do it. Not anymore. Yeah, so exactly. I had my four siders while we were recording. <laughs> so <laughs> I got a little bit looser towards you. Nothing major. You probably wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, th- these sort of things can happen now. It's going to get a bit weird. Mm, definitely. It's the times we live in. Mm-hmm. All right. But well. oh, well, I, that's a good catch up. We're back. And next next time, I think we'll have a better structure. But we just thought we'd get something out and give give... Give the people while they've got nothing to do, something to listen to, and hope that everyone's well. Yeah. So as, as you said at the start, the quality is not going to be the same as what it used to be audio-wise, but we hope the content is still enjoyable. And we do hope to be getting back on our proper recording schedule soon and doing some Welcome to My Worlds. Maybe we should uh, do series as you can binge watch while you're in isolation. Maybe we should probably do that we'll probably do it, yeah well um we'll theme it or something because yeah it's, it's not the normal time at the moment no. we'll figure it out All but yeah right. let well, us know drop us a line welcome back what have you been doing what have you been watching how are you filling your time give give us some ideas yeah definitely so jump on our Facebook sort of jump on our Facebook we are the Massive Attack Podcast on Facebook you can find us on our website which is the mapodcast.bobbean.com uh, we are the MA Podcast on Twitter as well so yes well it was great to catch up with you again Mitch no and, worries yeah, I was just thinking before, it's like we've been texting a little bit, but I think I haven't actually talked. No, we haven't spoken to you since. Down here, so, so, and it does feel like it's been ages, but like I only moved here at the start of January and it's now only the start of April, but so much has happened in the world. It feels it's, like been it's, been the longest, it's been the longest year ever. It has, hasn't it? So, yes, 2020, what a year. Mm. Alrighty, until next time, thank you very much. Good journey. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.